everyone. Happy Monday. This is Tachi bringing you the best in media tech and pop culture news. I hope that you have had a fabulous weekend and you're off to a great start for your week. Let's talk about Facebook. They're responding to reports that they've been tracking calls and texts on Android. So they've had their hands tied behind their backs this month because of everything that's going on with the... Uh, what the Analytica, why why can't I remember their names? The Cambridge Analytica uh, scandal and um, the whole delete Facebook movement. So in just a day, Zuckerberg lost $9 billion in net worth, dragging his rank as the fourth richest man in the world to the sixth or seventh spot. And of course, he had that apology tour. This large-scale security breach left users more distrustful than ever. So... Because of that, software developer Dylan McKay ran his own checks on what else Facebook might be divulging to third-party businesses. This is what he found. He learned that Facebook keeps a log of calls and text messages in Android devices. It acts for access to these contacts when users download the app, Through though earlier versions may have veiled this clause. So before Android 4.1, which is also known as Jellybean, Facebook received permissions to calls and texts by default. The Android API has since been tweaked, though according to Ars Technica and SelectAll, um, the developers could bypass this by working on older versions. So the API was subsequently made obsolete in October of 2017. Facebook has since refuted reports that it might have leaked or sold SMS and call data of unwitting users to third parties, and they added the function has, quote, always been opt-in only. In a press statement, the network replied, you may have seen some recent reports that Facebook has been logging people's call and SMS text history without their permission. This is not the case, they said. Rather, the platform assured that upon a user's permission to share his or her data, the information will be used to power Messenger or Facebook Lite. People have to expressly agree to to use this feature, according to Facebook. They said, and let me say this in a way that seems befitting, we never sell this data and the feature does not collect the content of your text messages or calls. And somehow we're supposed to believe this after all this. Yeah, okay. Let me know what you think about this. Now, does this make you want to delete Facebook if you have not already? Are you on an Android phone? Are you planning to check out whether or not this case is true? Let me know. I'd be interested in hearing. Okay, hope all is well. I'll be back soon. Cheers. Welcome back. In this next media scope brief, we are going to talk Apple. They are actually wanting to introduce emoji to represent people with disabilities. They've proposed 13 new emoji to better represent people with disabilities. They were created alongside the American Council of the Blind, the Cerebral Palsy Foundation, and the National Association of the Deaf. And this new emoji, or these new emoji, I should say, include wheelchair users, guide dogs, and an ear with a hearing aid. The emoji will be available in multiple skin tones, I would hope so, because that was one thing that really started to make emoji more diverse. In its submission to the Unicode Consortium, which is a nonprofit that signs off on new emoji, Apple wrote, currently emoji provide a wide range of options, but may not represent the experiences of those with disabilities. 
Diversifying the options available helps fill a significant gap and provides a more inclusive experience for all. This is according to High Snobiety. The diversity of emoji has improved in recent years with the introduction of different skin tones, same-sex couples, and gender-neutral emoji, among others. If this is approved, the new emoji will be available on iPhones, Androids, and computers in the first half of 2019. Very cool. Um, it only took us two million years to start to get to this point, but I'm glad that we're finally starting to get to this point of knowing that not everybody in the world is the same. Okay, let me know what you think about these emoji and what other emoji you would like to see. Hope all is well. I'll be back soon. Cheers. So the day is almost over here on the east coast of the United States, which means this is the last Mediascope brief of the day, and it's going to be about Netflix. So what about Netflix? They have been banned from competing in the Cannes Film Festival, according to a report from The Hollywood Reporter. Thierry Frameau, the head of Cannes, told The Hollywood Reporter last week that the ban is because Netflix refuses to release its films in theaters. What they do instead is they de- debut them on the streaming service, and in some rare cases, they do date and date releases so that the film can be seen both off and online the same time. This has been the case with, or this is the case with Bong Joon-ho's Okja and Noah Baumbach's The Mayorwitz Stories. These films were entered into last year's Cannes to widespread protest from French filmmakers. Netflix was unable to secure last-minute permits for one-week theatrical releases because of French media regulation, so that's why this happened. So, last year, they said, last year, when... They selected the two films. They thought they could convince Netflix to release them in cinemas. He was presumptuous, and they refused, Fromo said. The Netflix people love the red carpet and would like to be present with other films, but they understand that the, uh, that the way their own model is is now the opposite of theirs. So, starting with this year's Cannes, which takes place in May, films screened in the competition will need to have a French theatrical release. Netflix is still allowed to show films that Cannes from all added, but its films will not be eligible for the prestigious Palme d'Or Award. Okay, well, somehow I don't think Netflix cares very much. Uh, Interesting. Let me know what you think. And this really has implications for streaming media in general. Should films need to have theatrical release in order to compete in these film festivals, particularly the prestigious ones? What do you think about that? Let me know. Cheers and have a great evening. So I kind of told you a little bit of a fib. I said the last story was going to be the last of the day. Well, kind of lied. I saw this and I had to share it with you. So this will be the final Mediascope brief of the day. And we're going to talk Pokemon Go. Pokemon who? Yeah, people are still playing that. So much so that they're introducing new story missions and daily quests. So the bare bones story of Pokemon Go looks like it's going to get a little more meat. Just today, Niantic detailed the next major update for the location-based game, okay? And it will include the introduction of a new concept called research, which includes both simple daily tasks as as well as actual story missions to take on. 
Field research has players getting a list of tasks from Pokestops, which involves simple objects like catching specific monsters or engaging in battles. The field research tasks have a daily structure to them. Players will get a stamp each day they complete a task, and when they reach seven stamps, they'll earn in-game rewards. In some cases, that will include a rare encounter with one of the game's legendary Pokemon. How nice. More interestingly, though, it's a special research where the developer says they involve story-driven activities that may be requested by Professor Willow himself and will unfold as the trainer completes more objectives. The story will be tied to the mythical Pokemon Mew, which is also being added to the game. By the way, none of this makes any sense to me, but if you're a Pokemon fan or a Pokemon player... This probably makes all the world of sense to you. This is the biggest update to the game since December when Niantic introduced real-world weather conditions to Pokemon Go. And it comes at a time when the field of location-based AR games is set to grow dramatically. Google recently opened its Maps platform to game developers, and there are new titles based on everything from Jurassic World to The Walking Dead in the works. Pokemon Go's next big update, meanwhile, should begin rolling out to players this week, according to The Verge. So, are you still playing Pokemon Go? First of all, I didn't even know people were still playing that. I figured there were still some people playing it, but um, I didn't know it was that great to make an update like this. Anyway, let me know if you're still playing, and if you're excited about this new update, what it means. Okay, cheers, and I will see you tomorrow.